So let's everybody warm up, get to it. Hey, is this one of those things, do you have to edit this too? Or you just cut the front and the back off and pray that we do the right thing in the middle? Um, I'll pretty much just cut the front and back off and pray that you okay, do the right thing go. in the middle. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Yes, I don't plan to edit anything. That's the way. We're, that's the new agreement is that we... Um, but I don't want us to take the life or the fun out of the party either. So we can, like you said, Julian, being silly is okay. We just got to know that. Ha ha! Yeah. Woo! Yes. Girl. Talk about it. Talk to them. We are... Say it. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. This is... Uh, last week we did um, a session, a secret session... And we're going through four of Paul's prayers in his uh, epistles. And so uh, this is prayer number dos. The prison prayers. Of quatros. Of his prison prayers, yes. So, that's where we're at. Uh, verse. Uh, who wants to read it this week? I think I read it last week. I can read it. Do it. All right. From the ESV. Ephesians 3, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than, than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Nice. Amen. I think uh, I think we're losing Julian in and out. <laughs> I think he's out again. It's, it's, I'm, I'm back. This is bad. Okay. Solid reading. Yeah, that was a good reading. And it's such a good prayer. I mean, this is, I think, uh, kind of one of the classic prayers uh, we read all the time, especially when you get to verse 20, where it's now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. Um uh, of course, it's just such a such a powerful section. Um, it's crazy to me how much of this is like referring or reflecting on um, kind of like the inner being part or like within us. So when when it's in verse uh, in verse sixteen, um, when he talks about that we might be strengthened with power, strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being like is that it's at our very core like his power in us is is in our very core um and then in verse 17 all that so that uh, christ may dwell in your hearts so again like this indwelling of christ like within us um and then being rooted and grounded in love like all this stuff is just like so core and so so foundational like from your deepest innermost being you know, rooted and grounded, all to point to the fact that 
so that you might have the strength to comprehend like the 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 height breadth you know the the depth of Christ's love um so cool it is especially when we contrast this with like Paul's physical setting right like i kind of interrupted you to shout out about the prison prayers but that's where he is he is in chains he's in jail when he writes this and think about think about the things we might pray if we're in jail, right? Are we going to be praying for um, for this kind of spiritual fulfillment? Or are we going to be praying for our own like selfish needs and wants at the time? Um, the, the fact that, that that Paul's situation is so opposite of what he's praying for the church right here, I think that's a really powerful thing as well, that, that it's... It's all those beautiful inner spiritual things like you were talking about, Jesse. But when we remember what he was going through at the time, the, the, the contrast is just so stark. And it really makes this prayer stand out. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a good point. Yeah, I mean, just reading this prayer, you wouldn't even realize that he's in prison. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that doesn't matter to him. Like <laughs> he's just still doing the Lord's work. It's like he doesn't miss a beat. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree. He in verse number thirteen, he he lines them up so that they don't see him being imprisoned as a distraction. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, oh. "Yep, yep, oh. you're good." <laughs> okay, yep, okay. There we go. In in thirteen, he says, "Therefore." I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. And then he starts into the prayer. So he says, I don't want you to become distracted or I don't want you to get depressed. Don't be sad about my current situation. That's actually why I'm on my knees. And this is ultimately for your glory. And then he starts praying. And and I agree that that shows what crazy humility he has. He doesn't bring all this attention to himself and say, "Man, look at all that I'm going through. It's it's really bad." Oh, am, am I still there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't say, "Look, it's really really bad. <laughs> it's really bad." So you guys should look at my present situation. Pray for me. He's no. He's he's like actually. I w- I want you to be able to comprehend. I want you to be able to think about this thing the way that I do, even though I'm in my present situation and you are in yours. Which is really cool for us because it lets us know it speaks to Paul's contentment that he talks about in, in other other parts of his letters. That no matter what situation we're in, we can still all come to the same place when we when we bow our head in prayer. Wow, oh, man, yeah. And he also, right Mm. on the other end of our passage, also he kind of bookends the fact that he is a prisoner here also, but it's not in his prayer. Because in chapter 4, verse 1, he says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. I heard an interesting, it was a really good lesson this past Sunday. And he was talking about things we should be thankful for, going through Psalm, it was either 51 or 57, I can't remember. But he, he should have saved it for he was, Thanksgiving He was pulling sermon. things out of the Psalm to be thankful for. And one of, the, one, of his, one of his points was that we should be thankful 
that we have the freedom to express our dismay. That it's not faithless to acknowledge the fact that we're struggling. That it's not faithless to call on God for help. That we can, you know, look honestly at our situation, at the world around us, at wherever we find ourselves, and and ask God to step into that situation. That God is bigger than anything we're going through. And I think we see that on display here in Paul's life, and in this prayer in particular, that he's, he's, he's not ignoring circumstance. He's choosing to focus on what really matters. He's choosing to put his eyes on Jesus rather than on his chains. And it, it, it just, it just it's, I think it's good for us to remember that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there. I was reading. <laughs> I was I was reading the section where uh, going back up in verse sixteen, where he's talking about um, his his prayer is that according to the riches of his glory, he the meaning Jesus he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit. Um, it's interesting that his prayer is that they're strengthened. Um, meaning, like, he's not praying that, hey, I just hope you're all blessed and hope everything's going really great for you guys and you guys are able to just hang out and, you know, have have fellowship meals together and, you know, sing songs together and, and be all good. You know, he's like, I, I'm praying for your strength. Because with strength, he's expecting some other output from that, right? <laughs> you know, it's not enough just to be content and, and um, just be happy and, and fat, happy and blessed, I guess. Uh, you got to be uh, strengthened because there's there's things that that he expects them to be doing with that strength. And I think we lost Julian. Oh, did we? I'm, I'm, I'm He's back. cutting out bad. Are you cutting out? Are you cut out or, or do you mute? <laughs> there he is. No, 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 I, I I just cut out. Like you guys are talking and it sounds amazing. And I'm like, amen. Oh, I'm gone. I'm listening. But it's really good in between the, the cutouts. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Jesse, to your point, it seems like Paul's asking for strength. And then in verse 17, so that... Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, right? He wants them to be strengthened in their spirit. He wants them to um, grow closer to God. He wants them to walk more fully in the spirit. He wants them to, to have that resurrection power that we get in us when we die to self and are raised to walk in newness of life. He wants them to feel that more so that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith, right? He wants them to make a home for Christ. And to do that, they need to tap into that power that God is working in all of us. That power God works in us from the moment we go um, into the water of baptism, we come out to walk in newness of life, we are then in Christ, and then He can be in us. It's a really in, in, in interesting progression to the prayer of of how Paul structures our our hearts, basically. Hmm. 
That is interesting. Yeah, especially because, I mean, he's saying he may grant you to be strengthened with power. I mean, it's like when you read this, uh, it's almost you want to read it as just saying that you might be strengthened uh, with power through his spirit. And, and it almost, and if you read it that way, you would just think, oh, yeah, there's, you know, I can be doing something to strengthen, you know, strengthen my faith or, or strengthen my closeness to Christ or like the strengthening, you know, it's like humans think if, if something has to do with strengthening, I have to do the work to, to get there to make, it, to make me stronger. But that's not what the verse says. It says that he may grant you to be strengthened. I think there's a nuance there. It is, and I think he is showing us that there's something we have to do. I'm just talking super fast, so I get it in. And in verse number 14, we have to show humility and surrender so that he can do the work, right? So that because other otherwise we might read this and see like total depravity almost right you can't do anything at all and won't do anything until god does the work on you and therefore you're just you're just like a lump but what he does say is look i bow my knees to the father i'm in deep distress i'm in prison i'm in pain but i bow my knees to him i, I bow down i have a humble spirit um and now he grants me this, these riches that are in his glory, and he strengthens me. But, you know, it's like the, the self-willed person who just is determined, like you said, Jesse, to do everything on their own. They, they, won't, they won't perceive that strength from Christ. They'll either assume they did it on their own or they just won't get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this really makes me ask the question, like, do we make room for 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 his strength to fill us, right? I, I mean, that's a, for myself, like, how often am I praying that prayer? Um, instead of, like, Lord, give me strength. Um, this meaning, like, I just want to be stronger instead of, like, Lord, fill me up so that I can be strong. Like, it's just a different way of thinking about it, but I guess maybe it sounds like I'm saying the same thing. But in my mind, it's different. <laughs> No, I think, I think you're right, and it mirrors James 4.10, doesn't it? When James says, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. Um, that's, that's what Paul's praying here, right? That's what he's, at least that's what he's demonstrating in his prayer, is that humility before God to where he can then work through us, where he can then um, mold us and transform us and conform us into the image of Christ. Yeah, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. Julian, you with us? I'm with you. <laughs> I think half the time he doesn't know if he's still on or dropping. So <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I just hear somebody making an amazing point, and then you just go blank, and I'm like, nah, I bet that was amazing right there. <laughs> just know it was. All my best points are when no one can hear them. (laughs) (laughs) It always happens. So, uh, Daniel, you were talking about a minute ago. You said this this story kind of speak or this this part this prayer speaks to this progression in Christ, and I like that too because he's also not expecting them on day one to be uh, where he is. Mm -hmm. 
but he's he's letting them know that there's this process through humility that they're going to come to this place where they're strengthened and then I love what we're saying in verse number 17 so that ultimately not ultimately but on that on that path they will be rooted and grounded but that's not a day one exercise that rooting and grounding it's not that Christ isn't able Whew. Definitely not that he's not able to do it, mm-hmm. but 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 like you said, we have to make the home. We have to make the. Pl- make we have the- to make the place so that he can be. There you go. Yeah, I'm starting to I'm starting to get the hang of this. I know what I'm cutting <laughs> out. I can I can just I can feel it back in. <laughs> okay, I was just about to let you know. <laughs> But that we have to we have to be the ground, right? We have to we have to prepare our hearts like you'd prepare a field for for crops, like you'd prepare um, a, a workspace to get anything done on, right? We have to be in that place. And Paul's putting himself there, and he's showing us how to do it with humility, with gratitude, with thanksgiving, and with prayer, with um, just fervent, powerful, and really, really specific prayer. Um, I think that's the the big thing that keeps hitting me every time I read Paul's prayers is the specificity of it. That he's not just praying like, um, oh, kind of. We we sometimes kind of fall into kind of prayer ruts, and there's some like keywords that we throw out there, and there's some a certain order of our way we pray and. The, the, the way we pray for people and for, you know, the travelers that God will bring them home safely and all that kind of thing. And Paul's like, let's just throw it down here, right? Let's just tear it open and let God see exactly what we want him to do for us. And not in a way that um, demonstrates any kind of selfishness or entitlement, but in a way that like fully embodies that humility, that that. Um, poor in spirit attitude that Christ talked about. Um, we have a lot to learn from Paul's prayers. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking at um, verse 18, and because it's it, like the strength and building up. I mean, the the strength that he's praying for them to have is really kind of out there. Because uh, verse 18, um, you know, so basically first, I guess, uh, in verse 16, so we have strength so that we might be strengthened with power through a spirit in our inner being so that Christ may dwell in our hearts. And then in verse 18, it says, um, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints. So like all the strength is building up just to just to be able to understand. We Like all this is like Christ, you know, we have to make room for Christ he fills us up. He's our core just so that we can understand with all the other saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ. Um, but this is the catch in verse 19. And so that we might know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, like so that we can know something that's unknowable to me. That's kind of mind blowing. It is, and and there's so much going on right here, right? Because where, in verse 18, right, that we may have strength to comprehend 
with all the saints. Right? This isn't something that we're just going to figure out on our own. This is something that we need the church. And I say that in like the universal sense, right? The church that God instituted. We need that to, to bring us to this place where we can know the love of Christ. Because how often do we forget it? How often do we um, ignore or discount or limit the love of Christ? Um, yeah. But, but the fact that we need to be able to do that with all the saints, right? Because what did Jesus say about love? He says that this is my command, that you love one another as I have loved you, Right. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples, by the love you have for one another. We can't even come close to comprehending the fullness of Christ's love outside of the vehicle that he uses to demonstrate his love. It's, it's, it, there's profound spiritual truths happening right there in that passage. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. feel like this prayer, I mean, you could definitely spend time trying to emulate this prayer or kind of recraft it in however, you know, your own words for, um, to improve your prayer life, to take the lessons from him on, on another way to pray. Like you were saying, Daniel, you know, if we're stuck, if you're stuck in a prayer rut, try and write yourself a new kind of a new prayer template to try for a little while based on this. See how that goes. I think that's, that'd be something I want to try for sure. That's a great idea. I think that's a really beneficial... It's kind of like meditating on the Word, right? You're meditating on this prayer and trying to re, re, kind of reframe it for your own circumstance. I think that's a really great exercise that um, I probably don't do enough of, but certainly could stand to do more. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure all of us are in that same boat. I mean, there's always, always so much room to improve in our prayer life. <laughs> this one time... I, this is, I guess, two years ago now. I, I had this grand idea of going off basically in, into the woods on this random hike. I was going to try and get up to this alpine lake that didn't really have a trail. So I was going to like kind of bushwhack off this other trail a couple of miles to get to this lake. And the idea would be that I'd be there by myself. Like no other hikers or campers would really be there because there's no reason for anyone else to be out there. And um, I guess I did bring the dog. I brought our old dog, Blue. But... Um, <laughs> so I, I had this, I brought an old blue, but I had this vision of going up there and just kind of pray, <laughs> praying all day, you know, like um, praying and just kind of meditating and just like having some alone time with God, you know, for, for the day up there. And um, and it wasn't until I got up there and, and I didn't quite make it all the way because it got too steep for old blue. But we found this like cool, like kind of cliff ledge thing that was on this hillside and we just camped out on that instead. So I had this cool view of the valley and I was like, this is perfect. I'll just pray here and read the Bible here and just like really connect with God out here. And um, I really learned quickly how bad I am at praying because within 10 minutes, I was all out of prayers. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. Um, and, um, and honestly, I was kind of ashamed. I was like, man, I just, I can't pray all day. Like this isn't going to work out exactly how I envisioned it. It's much more, I guess, romantic in my mind. But, um, yeah, it turns out um, that having a good prayer life is really um, 
some a disciplined thing. To, you know, you, there's you, you know to structure it and to get good at doing long prayers, and to, to really having open conversations. Um, it's it's an actual skill that you build up over time, um, and I think it, it's, it actually is a skill. It's not just something that you you get good at. Because I mean, a skill is something that you want to get good at, and that there's a benefit to being good at it. Um, and um, so it made me realize at least uh, how, how bad of a position my prayer life was in to start with. So, <laughs> so that's why these templates I find are helpful because it gives me at least some kind of structure or format for rethinking how I can do or pray better. That, that is, that's such a valuable insight to have, isn't it? To learn that and to, to be able to recognize that this is a spiritual discipline, like you were saying, it really is a skill, but it's a spiritual discipline that we could all work on, right? Because, oh, oh, I pray all the time, sure. I probably don't. I probably don't pray nearly as often as I ought to, and certainly not as fervently as I could. And um, and like you said, when you when you kind of make that time to really get down into it, and 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 then you just kind of you kind of come up blank. And I've done that many times myself, where I just kind of find myself, you know, just kind of stalled out a little bit. Mm-hmm in prayer and and like like you were saying like that it it's it's weird to find yourself in that position but it's also very i think it can be very vulnerable to find yourself doing that and and i think when it gets like that that's when we can turn to paul we can turn to uh you know jesus we can look at at the lord's prayer we can look at the way moses prayed we can look at at, at all different um, elements of prayer in Scripture. We can look at Hannah and Mary um, and see that um, those examples of of just really people opening their hearts to God. And I like the way you put it about that open conversation. Um, I think that also is an incredibly valuable tool of prayer where we're able to just kind of do that from time to time. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we like pray like we're trying to impress somebody sometimes. <laughs> like it's like mm. if it's at a job preach interview or something. Yeah, preach your prayers. You know, like you know, where it's just um, I don't know. Yeah, I just I mean, God knows our mistakes and our weaknesses, <laughs> and um, He knows it better than we do. I think we hide it from ourselves even what our weaknesses are. We just gloss over it, and um, you know, there's. <laughs> Uh, our prayers aren't always the most authentic. So, yeah, like you said, if, if you're able to have those real conversations, um, I think that maybe is where you start figuring out how to um, really empty yourself and uh, uh, empty yourself and let Jesus fill it in so that, like this prayer says, that all that, all that other stuff can happen. empty yourself and let Jesus fill it in. I think that's the point. I think that's exactly what Paul is showing us. Um, that's what he's showing us to do. I think the, I think you just nailed it right there with that one. And Julian still assumes that he's not on, but you're on, man. You're on. Oh, no, I am. Uh, there you go. And I just cut right out right there. No, you, you did not. You, you kept going. <laughs> right there. You're good. I don't see you cutting out. Oh, really? Well, I, I, I can't. Oh, you drop out, and I can't hear anything you're saying. So I, I just assume I'm out. 
I'm back. <laughs> Man, this has all been great. Welcome. Maybe back. it was the best, the best episode ever because I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Seeker 2.0. Julian's out. <laughs> he's just he's just in the side. Maybe maybe you can just be our hype man. <laughs> I'll just text you scriptures just just here and there. That's right. I was gonna say while you were out, you were busy texting scriptures. Tell us what you texted. Well, I can't. So here's the cutout. I can't hear you when you cut out. But here I'll just talk. Uh, in Romans eight twenty six. Uh, This is, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So while we're struggling sometimes in prayer and and we don't know what to pray, uh, having the discipline to just keep going and have faith in the Lord to hear us is actually still, still worth it. You know, that... That, that's one thing we should think of. We shouldn't just, uh, if we're really struggling to connect or, or struggling to say, we shouldn't just pack it in and say, you know what, I'm just not going to pray. I'm not going to pray until I have something that I feel like is really valid for the Lord to hear. I, I think it's in those moments um, where we're probably doing what Jesse said earlier. Is that's where we're, we're kind of opening up. And having full humility right there by saying, we don't know what to say. You know, we know we need to talk to the Lord, but we have no idea what we need to say. And and that's where the power of the Holy Spirit is expressed here in this passage as well. It helps. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, you're back on the team. Did you get all that? Yeah. Yes. We got it. You're back. <laughs> good. You're back in okay. seeker. Okay, cool. I'm back. No, yeah, and that, in Romans eight, that verse that you just read is so comforting, because um, otherwise you feel like, yeah, why, why I, I can't pray. Like I'm not ready. I'm not in a position to pray. I don't have myself put together enough to pray. Like I'm not. How can I approach the throne like this, right? And, mm. and, and believe me, that's you know that's definitely a position that we find ourselves in. I'm sure uh, more often oh, yeah. than we'd like to admit. But this verse is like, no, that's when that's that's okay. In your weakness, he's there. The Holy Spirit is there to intercede for us. And how comforting is that? Oh man. I I I wish we could see the Holy Spirit because like uh we just forget he's there way too easily. Way too easily. And all this power that comes from Jesus, I think works through that spirit. And um, we just uh, take it for granted. And so I'm glad this verse is here to remind us. Take, take it for granted. We don't even talk I mean, about that's it. That's like the perfect verse to bring out, up for this discussion, anything. isn't it, though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we don't really talk about the Spirit enough. I mean... You know, uh, when when we did these uh, meet up Bible studies, every once in a while we'd get someone that talked about the Holy Spirit a lot, and we we're always kind of like, oh, well, uh, I don't know what to do with this with this guy. Like, <laughs> we were trying, to, trying to figure out if this was a good thing or a bad thing. You know, <laughs> it's so true. Why why is that? Like, the Holy Spirit's everywhere in Scripture. Uh, 
Jesus himself is is just constantly talking about the fact that that he was going to send the Holy Spirit after his departure to, to comfort them and, and guide them, right? But yet still, uh, when someone starts talking about him, we're like, all right, let's move on to the next 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 verse here. Don't want to overdo, <laughs> don't want to overdo the Spirit. Give him too much props. <laughs> yeah, right? That's pretty messed up. <laughs> Cool. Hey, um, yeah. uh, there, there was I, I was I was cutting out all over the place earlier. Sorry, and you guys were were talking about verse um, nineteen, and Jesse, you said this, but may, maybe this isn't so. We shouldn't take it so lightly. In verse nineteen, it says to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. So. I was thinking about the the passage that Paul quotes earlier, and I was for sure it was in 1 Corinthians, I was looking, where he talks about um, the knowledge of this age, right? And um, and also, I know in 1 Corinthians, for sure, he, he's, he talks about the fact that um, that human knowledge is, it's like foolishness to God, and, and because of that, they, they can't comprehend things of the Spirit. And I was wondering if, what you guys thought about that part when he talks about passes knowledge, if what he is saying is to know the love of Christ passes what is just merely human knowledge and that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Mm. I cut out. I didn't know how far you guys went with that one. Got it. That's a good question. So you're saying in verse 19 where it says, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge um, you're kind of ta- you're saying there's almost like a word missing in a way, like you say that surpasses human knowledge, so that we yeah. might understand yeah the fullness of God. I yeah, I don't know more if it's of a, necessarily is it that it a question to you guys. Knowledge. I, I wouldn't I necessarily say it until I can find this other verse. What's that, Daniel? You're talking at the same time. I, I, is there an experiential? Knowledge that he's talking about here is there the experience of the love of Christ of 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 where we can just we can read about it right and we can hear Jesus say God so loved the world that he sent his son but until we come to that on our own and we we recognize it for what it's for and we embrace it for what it does and we um, immerse ourselves in it because of what it can do in us. Um, I think that surpasses just the knowledge of what Jesus said and makes it real for us in our lives. Is that is that where Paul's going with this? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it kind of it does read that way. When, now that you say it that way, so it's like more experiential. Like so, like you just you're knowing the love of Christ because you have that relationship, that experience. Like, you're living that relationship, so you know it because it's, like, intrinsically part of you versus, like, a knowledge, like, in my head, like, yeah, I know that, you know, that, you know, X, Y, Z means I'm a Christian or whatever. Like, it's it's more like almost the letter of the law kills kind of a thing. Like, you could have so much knowledge and be dead, like the Pharisees, Right. Um, or have you know be off in the wrong direction, right? But um, but having the knowledge versus knowing Christ, very big difference. 
it, that, that's just kind of what it feels like to me that Paul's saying here is like that you may know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. It's that, that innate street smarts versus book knowledge, right? It's, mm-hmm. um, on the job yeah. training versus yeah, yeah. reading the manual. Yeah. <laughs> I think that relates to what you said too, Julian, then. No. Right? Yeah, it does. No, no, that, that, that's exactly the point, except said better. Uh, well, I couldn't find ways that Paul said it. Um, and it made, it made me even think about, in a way, like Philippians 4, uh, 6, and 7, you know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Here's the part I'm talking about. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Yeah. Again, there is something beyond our our own comprehension and reasoning that's uh, going to just plow that over with the peace of God. Is he's able to do that. Only he's able to do that. And maybe we can't necessarily explain it, and we couldn't read about it and comprehend it in a way that makes sense, but because we're experiencing what is, and if we go back to the way Paul words it in Ephesians, what is the width and length and depth and height and that that's the only way we come to know this yeah hmm. and i think it just i think it ties so closely back to our engagement with the church with all the saints um because that's how jesus told us to demonstrate love, to follow his command, right? Is to love one another and to to embrace one another, even though we mess up, even though we say the wrong thing, even though we fall flat on our face sometimes. We still love one another, and he loved us with that same love, and that should um, infuse his body to the point where we can know his love through the love we have for one another and that's so much that that surpass it, it doesn't make sense it's it's inexplicable why we love that way but we do it because he did it and he showed us how to do it and that then fills us with all the fullness of god amen I feel like that's Maybe. like I feel like that's outro. an outro right there. It's an outro. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Well cool. outro. Awesome. Well, let's call that call that good for the night then, or the day, or the morning, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. However you are. Um, we Thank will you for listening. Have you in our prayers, and likewise, hopefully, we find a place in your prayers as well. And um, yeah, God bless. <laughs>